A Tricky Kid Media original presentation distributed by iHeartRadio. Hey all you fans, marks, smarks, jobbers, cheerers, and jeerers. Get ready for an exciting bout of no-holds-barred fun. I'm Dana French, and this is Wrestling. Welcome to an exciting addition to the Tricky Kid Radio Podcast Network, where we take on all corners in the world of professional wrestling. We will be talking with legends from the past, the best talent of today, and rising stars of the future. Don't miss weekly post-show analysis, guest commentary, and live remotes from the matches with your host, a veteran of calling the action ringside, Roy Turner. Welcome back to the program, a legendary, one of the original gorgeous ladies of wrestling, my friend, Roxy Astor. Aww, does that mean, is this where I rap? Should I rap here? If you would like, that'd be awesome. (laughs) when you meet with Roxy, you better beware, because I'm really strong and debonair. This jet set girl never backs down, because all she wants is a glow crown. <laughs> yes! Not bad, not bad, huh? You just you just broke the internet, was what you just did. Like, right now, it's like you know, I'm... I probably, I probably broke some eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> so how the hell are you, Roxy? Uh, tell me a, a few things. I, I do try to keep this uh, a a COVID-free space where it's an escape from that, but I know it, it's almost a little impossible not to address it, and, and maybe we will a little bit later, but I know that uh, how, how have things have been for you, let's say, in the last year or two? Okay, well, I don't know if you knew that, but we were actually on our fourth cruise. So okay. we were going to cruise, I think it was April. Okay. Uh, beeping, that thing's going to go off. But like you say, this is real life, okay? Yeah. All good. Have- there. Okay, so we were going to do the cruise. We had It was sold out. It was great. We had all the shows done. Uh, it just so close to it. But I started watching what was going on. Now, keep in mind, this is like in the beginning. And I'm just like, I. I don't think I can do this. This is just so foreign to me. I don't feel right about going. Because yeah. they're looking at me like, hey, Roxy, if you go, I'm going. And I'm like, I don't want that on me or attached to the afterglow. Sorry, that's my dog jumping. <laughs> it's all good. That's my dog. Here, Dan, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Little rescue dog. Yeah. Um, so I, I kept it separate. And I had, I kind of, I called the fans and, or I call them friends. And I said, what do you guys think? And they're like, well, we, you know, we're with you. But I'm like, I don't want that. I want this to be like, nobody's concerned about what's going on. So I said, sorry, you guys, but I just, I have to cancel. And it was because they were like, we'll do what you want. I'm like, I don't want that. I want you guys just to relax, have fun. And um, so I just told everybody, you know, get your money back and we'll do something later on when everything else, you know, kind of calms down. Another thing that I don't know if people knew, I was on Let's Make a Deal. So <laughs> you were, I didn't, I, I didn't I, know that. You know, that, that was on my bucket list. So uh, it, it was a very funny episode. So <laughs> uh, there's Wayne Brady there. And he, uh, I brought my mom who had passed away from cancer oh, and uh, I brought a little picture of her and I didn't know I was going to get picked because really, I didn't know how that show worked. Now you think I would know. I had no clue. Yeah. Nobody knows how to get picked. So then all of a sudden, 
Tracy. Yeah, that's my real name, Kayfabe. Tracy. <laughs> and it was probably, okay, I hate to say this, better than GLOW, better than being on stage. I'm sorry. I totally fanned out over and, and my daughter brought me she, and I'm like, there's the lights. There's a sign. Tiffany. Oh my God. And I'm doing that. And so I brought this sign that said, I love Wayne Brady and, and the camera guy, and he needs a date or something. So I just did like a really funny sign and became the eighties, eighties girl. So um, during commercial, Wayne walks up to me and goes, I was a fan of yours. <laughs> I was a fan of glow. And I'm looking like, cause I had already won a trip to Canada to Canada. <laughs> and I'm looking like everybody's going to hate me here. <laughs> yeah, yes. and, but I didn't know if that was going to be in the show. But if you watch the episode, you can uh, actually Wayne Brady goes, Oh, look, she's glowing. And I'm like, do I say something? Do I not say something like, okay, am I being baited? Like what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, it sounds like a, like a cue. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, but I'm not going to take that cue. Uh, I, I want to do, you know, I brought my mom. It was our show we watched together. And when she was sick, I would call her up. I go, mom, did you watch the episode? And so it's kind of like our thing. So I kind of dedicated it to my oh. mom. It was on my bucket list. That's now, amazing. the fun thing is I got Sunny on the show and I made her costume for her, which was a cloud and uh, with little, like little tears. And then it says, Sunny is cloudy. And she was so nervous, she got picked. And then Wayne talks about Glow. And uh, I think uh, it was her famous surf move and she's surfing on Wayne Brady. <laughs> it is the funniest thing. And she looks at Wayne and her son said, uh, her sign says something about cloudy. And then she goes, look, Wayne, it says, I want a hug. I'm like, what? <laughs> she got so nervous. Like we both did. We got so wrapped up in the show. And just like, it was such a different feeling from being, you know, Roxy Astor to being a contestant. That is something yeah. that I've always wanted to do. What a great feeling. It was, hate to say fans, better than anything. <laughs> it was, I was on a high. So I get how the fans, like when they meet someone and they're like, oh, wow. And they're really nice girls. I get it. Um, but I also told you, too, that I was a fan of Glow before I became a Glow girl. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. So I kind of fanned out a little bit, too. Well, you, you, doesn't it feel good to be able to do that? I mean, I, I, I never get to do it. I, you know, doing what I do and doing what you do, it would it would compromise my position or I'm always have to be in a position where I'm you know, hosting or, or doing something business-wise, I would love to just be in a situation where I could just Beatlemania out on something or, or and, and, and and nothing sucks more than when you want to do it and you can't, you know, you have to kind of keep it together and all that. So I'm good. You let your, you let your fan flag fly. Oh, I did. I, and if you watch, you could see, really, I was like, glowing on, on let's make a deal okay maybe i was glowing on glow but this was a i mean a total different vibe just to actually see them there and then jonathan who's in let's make a deal he was on the glow netflix as the minister who married the the two characters in the ring oh like, my gosh yeah so let's set this up for people that in case there's any kind of confusion here so when you were on Let's Make a Deal, you and also you and Sonny, you guys were just random 
in the this wasn't like a glow themed thing no. where the producers got together. So so when Wayne came up to you, he had no prior knowledge that you were in Glow and he recognized you from Glow. Sure, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Roy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see I promised you fun today and and I and we've already have yeah. delivered. So the, I think, but here's the main thing though, too, though, is it again, the personal connection, because mm-hmm. how cool is it that, you know, I'm very close with my mom. And so isn't it neat that y'all had something, you put it on your bucket list. If there's anything that I know about you, Roxy, anything that I can say about you. And the thing I admire most is that you get shit done. Okay. You make it happen. Everybody else is talking. Yeah. She is walking. She's walking it. You always have, man. And you were talking about these fucking cruises. Those cruises were literally something that you built with your bare fucking hands. Yeah. And, yeah. and booked the whole thing and made it happen. And it would have and it would have had its fourth, uh, it would have had its fourth year. So yeah. I think that what a tribute to your mom that you made it and then the deal with Wayne and, 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 and uh, you know, I mean, that, that whole thing is just, I, I actually had something kind of um, very quickly talking about Sonny. Uh, Kayfabe, uh, Sonny's real name, of course, is Patricia Summerland, right? Okay. So I'm actually currently, as you know, I'm, I'm making a documentary right now uh, for HBO Max on this band uh, from, from, from Texas called King's X, right? Well, so my mother's name is Patricia and their biggest hit or one of their biggest hits is a song called Summerland. And I was in a meeting uh, involving the, involving the the film. And I I look on the sheet of who we're supposed to meet. And the person who's kind of like in charge of the marketing aspect where it was really going to impact the film, her name is Patricia Summerland, which a I took as, a sign like this is gonna go well. We, you know, I can tell her they have a song called Summerland. You know, my mom's name is Patricia. But then I started thinking. Then I started thinking. Wait a minute, is fucking Sunny on the other side of this door? I'm about to go in here. You know, and of course it wasn't. But but it was in California, and it was as I was thinking. Oh my God, this is in the bag. Uh, Sunny's gonna be like Roy is here, and I'll get the deal. I, thankfully, I you know what though. With Sunny, you never know if she's going to be on the other side of the door. Like, it really was a possibility that it could have been her. You know what I mean? It wasn't well, like, and, oh. You know, she now is in Tennessee doing a radio show called Mouthing Off with uh, Eddie Mansfield, the Continental Lover, uh, the wrestler. So she's working on that over in Tennessee. So oh, she fantastic. left a few weeks ago, LA to go do that. So that's well, great, great news for her. And again, and the people that are that are asking me the questions right now, I see your questions. We will have links to this. I, I will absolutely make sure that you will be able to see Roxy and Sonny on Let's Make a Deal. And then now what you just said about the radio show, because I'd like to hear that myself and and kind of give a bit of an update here. Um uh, unfortunately, I also wanted to give my condolences. I'm so sorry about, about your mom. Uh, I know it's, it's been a tough time for everybody in this last yeah. uh, couple of years. Um, 
And also, didn't Sylvester Stallone's mom, Kitty, that was kind of the the cigar chomping uh, face or the lead, the I guess it was like the the general manager of Glow. Didn't she pass also last year? Yeah, yeah, I think it was in the last year. I mean, she was working out until she was like ninety something years old. Uh, I mean, she was looking good, and I remember talking to her on the phone. I think it was about four years ago because I'm friends with Aunt Kitty's daughter, uh, okay. Nancy. And uh, I was trying to get a hold of Jackie Stallone because we were working on the play, the Afterglow 80s musical. And we have a character and I got permission from uh, Aunt Kitty's daughter to use Aunt Kitty, uh, her character. And I wanted their permission and we invited Jackie to come to the play. So, uh, well, wait, there. Sorry, are we there? Yep, we're okay. good. Uh, you know who that was? That was Eddie Mansfield calling in. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Yeah. So I, I called up uh, Jackie and I actually talked to her for like a real quick second. And and I thought maybe she would like, it, you know, to come to the play and, and see her character. So we had Sheena Metal um, from radio uh, play uh, Jackie. Oh, no, uh, Aunt Kitty, and then Mary Kennedy played Jackie Stallone. Okay. And right. I am—I made the big headband because everybody knows that right. Jackie Stallone yeah. wore the oversized headband. It was yeah. funny because Mary comes out with this little workout outfit. I go, you know what? Let me make that headband. So I grab bubble wrap, a glue gun, put fabric, put some stuff over it. There's your headband. <laughs> <laughs> See? Roxy <laughs> makes shit happen. She gets it done. I, I have a vision and when I have the vision, it's like, it's, it's gotta happen. So, but actually my daughter, uh, she makes fun of me and, and got me a shirt that says Roxy mode. And it, it was kind of a joke. And then when I was doing the cruises, the fans were like, we want a Roxy mode t-shirt. I'm like, I don't want to do t-shirts. And they asked me, I think it was for the first and second cruise. Finally, two words, Roxy mode. Black t-shirts, great. And I just made just a few of them, sold out. I go, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, but I did. I thought that was kind of strange that the WWE used that thing with Brie Bella because technically what Brie mode means is that she's intoxicated. Whoa, really? Yeah. Well, so that's not <laughs> I, I, I know. But isn't it interesting? Because, you know, there's that, there's that type of fan that uh, is in the kind of more of the alt girls like Paige and things like that. And then you have the kind of the, the cheerleader Bella twins fans and, you know, cause they're only, the, you know, the E network and they kind of had their little total diva show. That's kind of like keeping up with the Kardashians and all that. Well, anyway, so on that show, when Brie is apparently is the kind of person that when she gets drunk, she sheds all of her inhibitions and starts going crazy and they call it going into Brie mode. Somehow they turn this into a marketing thing where her finisher becomes Brie mode. There's a whole t-shirt that's red that says Brie mode, right? And, yeah. and I'm thinking, and then you're seeing like, you know, six-year-old girls wearing the Brie mode shirt. And I'm thinking, do you realize that Brie mode means being drunk? <laughs> You know what? Get me some te tequila. I'll be in Roxy mode. <laughs> but not the marketing to, to children. That is my Roxy mode is, like you say, getting stuff done. When I get something on, like, okay, I got to do this. It's like done. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm watching a play and I'm like, I, I want to do a play. 
So in, in between, like I, I did the, the three cruises, I gave it a year break because when my mom passed and that's when I did the play. Okay. I play, and that's the play that won best ensemble of the decade in Los Angeles from Broadway world. So we won best ensemble and the, our director, Christopher Carver won best director of the decade beating out Hamilton, Mamma Mia. <laughs> See, not only does Roxy get shit done, she also gets results. She doesn't get the participation trophy. She goes for the gold and she captures it. Let me segue into this for a second. Okay, so we mentioned about how there's the different types of fans. There's the kind of more of the, the Bella Twins fans versus the Page fans. And then earlier we talked about how, uh, how you know, like you want to be like a total fan person that gets the freak yeah. out. Well, I'll connect the two for the next segment we're talking about here is my besides gorgeous ladies of wrestling, my favorite wrestler, male or female, in my opinion, who is the best ever to do it. And if I had a personal conversation with God, if, if they exist to create the perfect human being for me, that would be AJ Lee. Me too. <laughs> me too. There Me is, too. There is. My wife actually looks like AJ Lee because I couldn't get the real thing. She does. She does. No, you can't have the real AJ. No. You got better. I'm sorry. You got better. I, I think. I think I did too. It, 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 as time goes on, I've we've learned a few things. That I kind of felt like okay, I, I did. I did good for myself. But I make that joke to her because people who know me know how much I love AJ. And then they meet my wife. They're kind of like, hmm, she's. She's very AJ-ish. Oh, wait. I, I've got something to tell you, though, okay? Now, I don't know if you remember me back in Glow My Entrance. Do you remember that at all? Well, of course. And I actually watched a bunch of your matches over the weekend leading up to this. Okay. How did AJ go out on stage? What did she do? Uh, she skipped. What did Roxy Astor do? You skip. That's right. And okay. And the reason why I skipped is because I wanted to look cute, but get to the ring faster so I could spend more time with the fans. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of developed that. I have no idea why I did it. But when I saw AJ, I'm like, ah, oh, she's skipping to the ring, you know, and she looks cute. And but one thing I want to say about AJ, though, you can put uh, anything on her, nothing flashy. It's her face. It's oh. her face the way she connects with the audience. And I would tell Dan, I go, oh my God, she's the best. And then I, I saw her on, I, I forgot what it was. I'm like, it's just her face. It's just the, the you know, how she, her eyes and that look, like you, no flashy outfits needed for this wrestler. And she was good and still is good. She is my all-time favorite. My all-time favorite. Know and, that about you. Did you not know that about me? I didn't know that. Nope. Nope. See, we we had that in common. And I'll tell you right now, yes, it's her face, but that ass didn't hurt either. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm good with that. How about the abs? The abs. And ridiculous. Did. Ridiculous. Like she just, she turned her little, you know, four foot 11, 90 pound frame into this statue and just, here's what's so cool. It's almost always like the stuff that I like I, I, I forever have this uh, underdog thing going. I'm an underdog in my, in my professional and personal life. It always feels like that I'm, I, whether I like it or not, what I'm into defaults 
to the underdog. And what that means is, is that usually when I'm watching wrestling, it's like they never want to invest in what I, what the person that I like. Uh, and, and so it was just, that's the only time in my entire really wrestling, I guess, fandom where what I was into was being, being pushed in the way that I, I was hoping it would be because I've really never seen anybody that literally has it all, you know, yeah. you know, you could say, you know, maybe Piper with, you know, he had the look and he was the most believable, the best stick man in the business of, for, for my money, at least, right. but maybe not the greatest thing in the ring, you know, and then you've got like a guy like Roman Reigns who, you know, is, he looks like a million bucks, but the mic work isn't quite there or, or even something that's, like. That's really important is, yeah. is the mic. So, but, but with her, I've never seen anybody that has it all. And everything. I just had this. While we take a short commercial break, you should too from trying to get yourself over. And since you're listening to this, you probably have disposable income. So let our great sponsors tell you how to put it to good use. Now back to the action. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is AJ Mendez. I'm a film and TV writer and producer, a New York Times bestseller, a mental health advocate, and many years ago, I was a women's wrestling champion. I have never stopped loving wrestling, but when I retired, I retired knowing that I accomplished all of my dreams. Growing up, I had never seen someone that looked like me on TV. I never seen myself represented, and it's really hard to be what you cannot see. So I worked hard, and I became that figure for myself. But my goal after wrestling was to create those characters for the next generation, so every little girl could see themselves on TV and know that nothing was impossible. I am so proud to stand alongside Jeannie Buss and David McLean and all of the powerful superheroes of WOW to create the next stories for the generation of girls who need heroes and who will know that they can become their own. Thank you. Conversation with, with Dan last week and, and when then when I saw with, the, with her joining WOW, I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, this is great. This is going to be, is she going to wrestle? What is she going to do? And I'm like Googling everything and I'm talking to somebody that I know. And I go, no, she can't wrestle. She's got to hurt neck. See, I know all this. See, I'm fanning out over it. <laughs> and, but have her there and, and how she is. I mean, they couldn't have picked a better person to bring on board. The I, best. Excited. I more. Well, I well, so obviously because of the wow thing, because of the David McLean thing, you were obviously the first person that I thought of. Now, I, I thought that you and I had already had talked about, you know, how much I love AJ and, and I thought we'd already had done that. So when when that happened, I was like, OK, I, I got to I got we got to we got to we got to talk now. We, there's some talking to do. OK, yeah. well, so but. All of that aside, though, here, here's why I, I, I'm excited. But let, let's take people that are watching back just a little, a little bit, okay? For those that may not know, I can't imagine if you're watching this that you don't know this, but just, just to fill you in a little bit. So, of course, 
AJ Lee, April Mendez, is married to uh, a, a very famous wrestler, yep. another fellow famous wrestler who goes by the name of CM Punk. Yeah. Who I am never really been a big fan of. <laughs> and yeah. especially when he married my girl, now I hate the motherfucker. <laughs> you don't know. But anyway, um, but I will say that he, when he came back, or a few months ago, which was seemed like that, you know, we still seem like it was a. It seems like like every year, you know, you hear that Van Halen is going to get back together, but it never really happens. And yeah. so it's kind of the same thing. Like you kind of hear a little bit of this. I never really got it. I'm also not dismissive of things that I'm not connected to, so I would never be dismissive of it. It's just yeah. not for me. Anyway, yeah. so so I thought it was pretty exciting regardless that he did come back and then when i saw how he came back in the capacity that he came back in it could yeah. not have been more perfect i mean it literally was the most perfect thing i think i've ever seen in wrestling or at least it reminded me of how people when they talk about wrestling now all they seem to do, want to do is complain about wrestling and and, and with that there was literally nothing to complain about it was just perfect okay ask you do you see him getting that uh, have that same effect if he would have gone back to wwe well, no of course, of course not no because okay. this whole speech was talking about the other guy wwe right and then connected with the audience and i when i when i found out he was going to aew i was like very excited about it but how is it gonna how is it gonna happen it was perfect I kind of waited for AJ to come out behind the curtain or, or do, but I, you know, the whole thing that they're doing separate is I love yeah. that own person and his own fans and they're connected, but yet now it's a separate thing. So. Well, that, uh, that's, that's, that's why I mentioned this is because I think it's important for pe people to, to know that, that, you know, CM Punk just turned the whole world upside down and, and answer your question if he had, first of all, WWE wouldn't have given him that opportunity to do it that way. It would have just, right. he would have come back at the Royal Rumble and he would have gotten in the ring for a few minutes. And then, and then he, he would have, been, yeah, he it, been, would, it yeah. would have been the thing. Second, yeah. his fans were, were not, maybe if they did it in Chicago, maybe his fans would have been there, but, but this was, this was heaven and earth combining. This was the most perfect yeah situation it the way it was executed the build up everything but but so like you as happy as i am and I'm, I'm happy to see this happening and how happy it made people and it gives aew that that last leap of legitimacy that it needs and now they're off to the fucking races now i mean it, it's it's, it's all oh, yeah. better off uh -huh. but my very next thought was where's aj does this mean aj do you know do you know what i mean Yes. So that, yep. that's my thing. So so because of that, I thought so too that well maybe maybe some time will pass. And you know, because this would be the perfect environment for her too. She'll be appreciated. She won't be looked at as some TNA thing. And it, th th this speaks to her and her people just as much as it does to him. So mm -hmm. and then when he squashed it by saying that I heard the same thing that you did about how yep. like you guys can forget about it about the whole neck thing. And then I started thinking like, well, you know, I know that she's so busy right now. I mean, she has a television deal. She's writing comic books. I mean, she's a, she's a busy gal. I, I keep up with her pretty, pretty sharply. So yeah. that's why despite punk's return to wrestling, 
This thing with her, with David McLean in WoW, came as out of fucking nowhere. It was a total surprise. I was talking to um, Robert Sammo from Fanboy Nation. I don't know if you know him. Fanboy Nation. I was looking at a a Twitch thing. I I didn't catch that last part for a second. Go ahead. Um, I was talking to Robert Sammo. He's with Fanboy and uh, I would actually go to the WOW shows and he was there uh, as press. And um, I said to him, I go, David McLean is way too quiet. <laughs> I'm like, it's, and then we would go, what's going on? Come on, David McLean after 20 years is not gonna let WOW go when they were on access. And actually to be there in a live audience with WOW, I felt like I was in a time machine with Glow. Like I'm sitting there and we're holding these purple things and it was just the whole ambience. You have Jeannie Buss over there. There's David McClain. There's, I even brought Matilda to a show, Matilda the Hun. Yeah. She said, she went to one of the live shows too. And David mentioned uh, Matilda the Hun. And uh, it was just, it felt like glow. And you saw the characters and, you know, besides the rapping, but it was definitely glow. And, and uh, you know, Dave McClain is the creator uh a glow and, right. and i like how they are you know in some of the interviews are, are stating okay dave mcclain creator of glow because he's the only one that could really pull something like this off and actually follow through with it even after 20 something years like this is just what else is david mcclain gonna do right what else this this is what he's meant to do but talking to robert i just said you know just very very quiet just way too quiet and then all of a sudden it just i saw it and i'm like oh my god oh, wow i'm like wow wow that's such a great name though <laughs> and, oh and notice the artwork was it looked like the the glow netflix so it's like they rebranded uh wow and and the girls and but, but i was kind of confused on something at like the new generation i got kind of confused on that part did you understand that, uh, that not too much I, I felt a little confused about that as well okay so i'm not alone okay yeah i did yeah i did feel confused but i do think they need robert samo as an announcer in that ring <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i mean i mean there was i will admit that there, there was a, a a few things that i felt uh, you know, and maybe that's on purpose. I mean, I mean, they're not going to, I mean, we're still a, a year out. I mean, I mean, for people to understand what we're talking about here is yeah. that uh, a few weeks ago, uh, David McLean and Jenny Buss, who is, of course, she, she's like the head of the Lakers, right? Yeah, yeah. They announced uh, David McLean being, of course, like we mentioned, the, 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 the founder and the creator of, of GLOW. Uh, is it ha- is is resurrecting Wow Women of Wrestling, along mm-hmm. with Jenny, with the television deal, where this fall, beginning this fall, all the old Wow episodes will be able to be seen on the CW, with all new programming starting a year from now ne- in next fall's um, time slots. Where does, where does AJ Lee come into this? Well, they have brought her on board as an executive producer, okay? Mm-hmm. Also as a kind of a writer, kind of booker, kind of gave her to the book. So they kind of give her the, the template to create these characters. Yeah, I like um, that. Her speech there at the, on the red carpet there was, people know her from her, what they call the, the pipe bomb or, or pipe bomb shell, what they call it. Yeah. 
uh, was absolutely perfect. The way that she walked in there with that confidence and announced who she was and the line that she says, it is hard to be something that you cannot see. And I, I never saw anybody that looked like me. So I'm going to create something that looks, that might look like you so that you can see what you want to be, you know, and having her on board. And now we have discovered that she's also going to be on screen talent in the role of doing color commentary. So it okay. would be. Hey, she has to be has we to. Don't in the background. We want to see her in the forefront. commentary. Yes. I'm excited about seeing her at the table and how she's going to, you know, commentate on all the matches because, you know, her being in WWE and then David McClain, he's great at it. Oh, my gosh. To hear his voice when he's doing it. it and like I said, it does bring you back to glow. So it's just you're, now you got a mixture of WWE and you got glow and now you got, you know, you got wow. And it's just weird how it's all kind of coming, you know, together. And it's about female empowerment. And um, and that's kind of always how Glow has been and WoW has been. They've always strived to to make these characters, you know, strong. So uh, I see a lot of new characters coming out. Well, you know, I, I wanted to talk about this, too. And I, and I, and I certainly don't want to be, be negative about anything, but I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that a lot of people, uh, obviously, you know, AJ Lee is this person that just commands respect and, and yeah. commands integrity because she's done it. And for somebody that I connect to it because I grew up absolutely from nowhere, dirt poor with all the odds against me. And, right. and, and I would be, I know it sounds as corny as it sounds, but a lot of the inspiration that I have got uh, has been through a lot of her her activism. And I read her book and, and all this yeah. great work that she does. And she's a mental health advocate and all these wonderful things. Yeah. So a lot of people were a bit, not, I wouldn't, I, I don't know what the reaction, I won't speak for them. But what I'm getting at is that, you know that Tessa Blanchard kind of got up into a little bit of hot water. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I had this conversation about two days ago so I found myself Googling because I remember hearing about it a year ago. Um, but first, I, I want to say that I saw Tessa live uh, in one of the WOW shows. And I thought she's probably one of the most incredible besides AJ wrestlers and just how she is in the ring. So I think, um, you know, and I, I don't want to read every or believe everything I read on the Internet. I don't want to. Right. Uh, you know, because I'm kind of like, but things keep popping up. But I heard about it a year ago and I'm like, why are they popping up? So uh, then I heard what happened and it's, I heard Chelsea Green was one of them that something happened where uh, what's uh, Tessa, she posted something, then Chelsea Green, then they all kind of jumped on. Now, is this timing of, you know, her being with, wow, is it like, why is it right now? Is it because she's out there? Well, okay. But see, but see here's what I think the, the immediate reaction is at least here's what my reaction was yeah. is that in those types of situations i'm not somebody who speculates but but ultimately it's one of those things where you have to decide for yourself you know right it's like we don't know if truly if people that have been accused of certain things are you just have to decide you know what in my heart this feels like that this person is innocent or in my heart this person feels like they're guilty okay mm -hmm. based upon what i've seen and what i know and blah 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 this incident with Tessa Blanchard 
I believe that it happened. I, I just do. It just, it, it just one yeah. of those, I've, I've made the decision that she said some seriously awful racist shit and yeah. to, to some people, and I believe it happened. And if I know this happened, or at least she's been accused of it, it would be hard to imagine that AJ Lee hasn't heard this too. That's what I was wondering too, but also, you know, like even with Jeannie Buss and Viacom CBS, I, I was wondering how, how they were going to handle it. And, you know, maybe I was hoping Tessa would come on and say something, or I don't know, because this just came out like, I, you know, I heard it a year ago and now I'm hearing about it again. And a lot of people were mad about the t-shirt. Uh, what was that t-shirt that they were trying to sell with Tessa? I, that, that, that I'm not a familiar with. Thing, it was something nuclear, nuclear. Oh, nuclear, yeah, right. And yeah, and then it, you know, and I'm looking on uh, on Instagram. And I'm, going, what's going on here? And they're like getting really mad. So I started reading more about it, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> another wow. I, I'm shocked that that they're pushing her without. I don't know. What do you call it? Damage control. Right, right, and you, you would think that they would. I mean, and AJ Lee is not going to get on board. You're not going to get that kind of stuff by her because her whole thing is about integrity. Her whole platform. Right. She's not going to risk that. The second right. reaction I had was this: was that let me let me say a couple things first. Number one is I was a massive fan of Tess's dad Tully growing up as a kid. I I'm all about the Four Horsemen. Love seeing him on AEW regardless of what he might be like in person, you know. Uh, second, I met, Te I actually called one of Tess's matches about four years ago. You know, I've done some wrestling commentary myself, and and I have this great picture of her, uh, her and I together. And she looks like a million fucking bucks, okay? And in the ring, in the ring, on the microphone, she like she's got it. I mean, that that's a star. Okay. Yeah. So having said that, and I don't want to diminish wow or anything else, but let's be realistic here. Until they grow this thing, and even even when it grows, there's gonna be a ceiling of how much it can grow. Okay. Yeah. Would somebody with Tess's look and skills and aptitude? she should be WWE world women's champion and she's not. Okay. And ain't never going to be. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and, and then with Tony Khan and all them, they're not touching her either. So you have to think that Tessa did not choose to be in. Wow. Wow. Is the only bridge that she hasn't yet burnt. And, and, and so why would somebody, I don't want to say that she's like been relegated to the bottom tier Right. Wow, looks and feels like with this new thing is it's going to give a place for the outsiders like a Bailey or, a, you know, or maybe even an AJ Lee of the day. Right. Tessa Blanchard is not an outsider. She's she looks like Randy fucking Orton. OK, she could be yeah. the champion. So you have to think to yourself, is it the only reason why Tessa is in wow because she's got nowhere else to go? Well, well, she was an impact, right? Right. She was an impact, and then and, what? And she was let go. She was let go because of that incident. Okay, and I heard WWE wouldn't hire her. And, I don't know. You know what? I'm just I'm wanting to believe that there's going to be a good outcome. Something could happen. I mean, I, and I know what happened. Uh, you know, because I kind of 
dug into that too because everybody was on Instagram talking about it. So the way I am, I want to look and, and see. I, I didn't know any of this. And then I right. saw the comments and people are, they're mad. They're really yeah. mad. You know, they were mad, mad to see her. And, I, and I, I, I hate that too, because I don't want to piss yeah. on what was, or even throw fuel onto the fire of what was yeah. otherwise a beautiful moment, a beautiful right. scene, such an incredible uh, announcement. And that's how mm -hmm. in this day and age where everyone is just so goddamn offended about everything that we, why I can't know. we just let something wonderful happen that women's wrestling is returning. David McClain is, you know, he's saying, going to be saying glow, like the founder of glow, which carries right. on that legacy. And now right. fucking AJ Lee is back on TV. So I, I just want to celebrate right. that. While we take a short commercial break, you should too from trying to get yourself over. And since you're listening to this, you probably have disposable income. So let our great sponsors tell you how to put it to good use. And I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I, Go ahead. I, I just to see how it's going to be handled from here out. Uh, I feel like something should be handled. Uh, in a in a way, but like I said, I've already gone on on Instagram and I've seen like the comments and 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 there's a lot of mad people, a yeah. lot of mad people on things that I like I I didn't even really know about it until a year ago, and I'm like, you know what, wrestlers are wrestlers, they can get mad, but there are some pretty intense things that were said and and done. I just don't know how they're going to handle it from from here out. Well, I think so, it feels like, like a betrayal, you know? I mean, you, you have invested yeah. in AJ Lee and she has delivered every single time in terms of, of integrity. Yeah. So to right. see her hugging this, par this pariah right now right. in the industry, it feels kind of like betrayal to, to some people. And, but you're I, upset about it. <laughs> say what? That you're upset about it, Roy. I'm okay. I, 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 oh. Listen. listen. She, listen, I don't honestly like as long as AJ Lee is on TV, like nothing short of of doing something really, really bad. We're good. <laughs> they need to address it in a way so there's not the white elephant in the room all yeah. the time. I think it just needs to be addressed because like you said, I don't think AJ or, or any of them would go, OK, yeah, let's just all bond together and forget about what was said um you have to deal with it number right, one for sure but let's ask talk about this though i know that you still have a really great relationship with david mclean is that right you know keep in mind i'm season three and four i was with johnny caparella he's right. one two. uh when we went to watch the wow show he's he's always really good to the glow girls and he loves matilda and because they started out together and matilda actually told me a story and it's in her book how with Dave McLean, uh, he didn't want the bigger girls. He kind of fought having the bigger girls. He had like a dream of a certain look and it ended up being, you know, they, I, I think Matt uh, made him hire uh, Matilda and Mount Fiji. And can you even see glow without Matilda and Mount Fiji? They're, they're the whole show in, in, in many regards. You know what I mean? Like, Wow, you see all shapes and sizes, and which I love. And I think, you know, I, I don't, you know, like at WWE, I see like a certain look all the time. And I met uh, Nia Jax, by the way, who's absolutely gorgeous and sweet. And I love, I love her look. I like, I want to see 
more diversity, you know, in, you know, and I don't, I think with WWE and, you know, right, the fact sure. that they rid of uh, Ruby Riot and Nashville over AEW, I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> and, and, got, and what a talent, my gosh, what a talent, what a star that you just like, hi. And Ripley, oh my gosh, the, the morphing of Ripley. Have you seen uh, Ripley? Rhea Ripley, holy shit. What oh, wow. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but I hear what you're saying. And I think that's also, too, why the AJ Lee thing makes so much sense. Because what it feels like is this feels like an extension of her activism. This feels like yeah. the, her whole platform is about inclusion and about giving a voice to people that don't normally have one or a platform to perform. And, and, you know, right. I, I, over the weekend, it was, it was Tony Khan's birthday and Britt Baker, uh, their, their women's champion over there, who was a, a an incredible performer, uh, mm -hmm. said something I really liked. She says, she said, thank you, Tony Khan for, for changing the game so that we can all play. Well, I love that. Cause when you've only got, you have impact, you have WWE, there's nobody really up there competing with WWE. That's and right. when competition it's kind of like what do you compete against the ratings the fans what do you do you can do whatever because i think the fans are what what make the characters if they don't like you you're out <laughs> right for sure without question i mean you, you have i mean they, they tell you the story they do and, and without the fans i i feel like you know like even you know with glow if if um which i didn't know back then that i guess i was a popular character and i didn't know it was the 80s there was no internet we had no clue. But as I was building up to win the Glow Crown, it was because the fans like the character. So it's actually the fans, I feel like, that are kind of running the show here. Well, so, and they should be because they're the ones that are they're buying the tickets and buying the merchandise. And I think that that's the, the main thing with Vince McMahon. I think that's his resentment. Is I mentioned earlier how that I am not dismissive of things that I'm no longer connected to. I just have to realize that that's not something that I'm, I'm connected to, but I... I want y'all to be connected to it. Vince doesn't have that. It, it seems like that he is going to tell you the story. And if you try to tell him otherwise, he is going to, to do something just to spite you. Almost there, almost all the decisions seem to be made in this past year to, instead of to please the fans or even challenge the fans, it seems yeah. like it's almost done to spite them. Well, I mean, and when they let so many people go and big talent, and I know it has to do with money and it's just like, Wow, you know, we're just like everybody, like 30 people, they're let go. And I'm like, and my daughter who had an audition with WWE, and you know, I was talking to her, I'm like, I'm kind of glad that that you didn't go there or, you know, uh, you just never know. With, with wrestling, it's a very, very scary business just to know, you know, you can be let go at any time. And when you see people that are very popular and they're just gone, they're gone. Right. That's why. W came out. I was very excited about it. I was excited to see Kia Stevens out there working as a manager. Now she was a, a real wrestler on the Glow Netflix, and I don't know what happened to her. She was like a manager uh, on there. So it's just good to see that there's more out there for wrestlers that want to do something with it instead of just indie wrestling or or, totally. or there's only only WWE or Impact. Now you got AEW. Now you got Wow. Well, and I think it's also great for the fans because, and it's great for the product because when you're competing with something, it causes you to raise your game and things like that. Uh, 
So, okay. So in our, in our last part of our segment here, we got, we still we got about 10 minutes. So we got a few things. We're going to take a few questions here in a second. I know that people are queuing up here on Twitch that have been very patient and been wanting to ask you some questions. So let's, let's go ahead and just take a question uh, just real fast. Uh, hi, Roxy. Uh, what did you think of the Netflix show Glow and what character do you think is represents you the most, or was I guess they're saying designed to have been you on on the Netflix show Glow? You know what? I was very excited the fact that there was even a show about uh, the Glow Girls coming out. A uh, little confused at first because the fans were coming up to us and you know go, hey, you guys know about this? Are you a part of it? And I'm like, no, it's a show. It's that. So I think the fans were kind of confused. Like, here's a wrestling thing I watch. Now here's a show. Love the show. Um, very bummed out they didn't finish the fourth season. Yeah. Very, very out. Uh, I we got to meet the cast backstage, WWE, and they're amazing women. The one I relate to the most, I have to say, is Kimmy Gatewood. Uh, her and I were talking. I was a hairdresser, okay, babe, back in glow, named Tracy, and she was Stacy, a hairdresser. So I portray more of the backstory of not the story out there, like as a character. I, I did feel like that there was a, a couple of characters and maybe there was one in, in particular. It seemed like it really, you really were the the mold for that. Uh, uh, it's, I, I forget her name. It was the girl that, um, you know, she kind of looked like you. She had a had, she was very, uh, um, uh, she was very, she's kind of over the top and, 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 and very, very Roxy Astor. What was, what was her name? I'm, I, I'm drawing a blank right now, but. Listen, Brie, Betty Gilpin, who, but they played the Russian and then the Americana girl. There was. It wasn't the Americana one. or the Russian, but it was, and it wasn't the main character, but it was that one girl that was, she was kind of comic relief. The main, I think that was Kimmy Gatewood. Oh, okay. I that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, with her behind stage and I think on stage. Okay, and I did just think of something and watch this. Hang on one second, fans. Watch this. Hang on. Um, I did just think of something. Oh, by the way, my Royal Rumble chairs from San Antonio, by the way. Um, yeah, you stole them. <laughs> uh, I, 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 we said in those. I just <laughs> thought of something here. Um, actually, it's going to be right here. Let me move this. I've been moving so much stuff around in here, but let me, um, now that I'm thinking about it, there's that one. Here it is. Roy, what are you up to? <laughs> okay. Well, I think it is. I you're looking for, I know. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here we go. So I show you what a nerd I am. That big cabinet back there has every, has, has my comic collection from a kid and as an adult. That's so, great. To show you, let me grab one more here. Um, that my so if you're talking AJ Lee and you're talking comics, you're talking my language, right? So AJ Lee writing comic books is going to be something that even if I'm not interested in the title, I'm going to buy it just because I'm a big nerd and and also too, she's a great writer. She, I mean, I mean her whole thing of why it succeeded because she's got the intellect and the in the in the in, it's not just so great to see aj lee back on wow it's great because she's going to do great work that i'm excited to see like okay. her for her intellect right so what you like her for her intellect 
Oh yeah, I I, <laughs> I I I read this for the articles, right? So I uh, um, so she did a comic book. Fans can see that uh, for Dungeons and Dragons, and for a nerd like me, Dungeons and Dragons was my life whenever I was whenever I was like twelve. So she did this really great series, and oh. then there is a glow connection of women wrestling that she, along with Amy Garcia, her best friend, and now her. Uh, uh, her partner in a production company did a, first of all, I have the series of the, of, of glow. These are just the, the regular ones here. See, I'm a big glow fan too, friends. Are. <laughs> so I've got, so I've got all the glow comics, but then there was a spinoff or a special series of that glow series called glow versus the baby face. And there's oh, that right there. That's Brittany young, right? Yes. And as yeah. you can see right down here at the bottom, that's Amy Garcia and AJ Mendez. That is AJ Lee and Amy Garcia wrote this series. That, that crazy or what? See? There's just that, like I said, there's just so much intertwined with that. Well, and I, so I, that's why I thought that you and I had already had this conversation about this because, because no. the minute that I saw AJ was not only writing comics, but writing glow comics, my my Roxy Astor bat phone should have rang right right then, and yeah. so that's why I thought we'd already had this conversation. I um, had no. Let's plug a couple of things, and we'll and, we'll, and we can take a few more questions uh, before we wrap here. My my producer's giving me the the thing here, so we've got we've got a, a little bit here. Let me see here. Where are we on? Let's see. Yeah, we're good. Okay, cool. So for our last five minutes, let's plug a few things. So Roxy, tell everybody about what's going on. I, I know you guys, again, we're doing that cruise. When all this shit passes, I hope there'll be another cruise. But in the meantime, what are you currently wor working on? Where can they find you? What is coming next for Roxy Astor? Okay, since, since the play did so well, we decided to come back and do another play. Now, Imagine this, the Glow Girls are going back to Vegas. So now we have more Glow Girls on stage. We have a real wrestling ring on stage. So you're going to see some wrestling, some acting, uh, a few little surprises. Who knows? It could be a few drag queens. I'm not saying much, but <laughs> a, a very cool show coming out. And that's, we're booking it, I think, in August next year, because we're also being safe, too. Good. So. Yeah, so you're going to start seeing these little posters, and we're not going to give out the name yet, but that the girls are back in town. Now, keep in mind, Glow Netflix, they left Vegas. We left Vegas. We're coming back to Vegas. Dave McClain did his announcement in Vegas. So, yeah. you know, we have to do this show in Vegas. So you're going to see um, Justice, Gremlina, uh, Sunny, of course, myself, and uh, I'm always going to add surprises so I don't give too much away. But the second uh, play after Globe Play, it's not the that's just a working title, is coming back next year. Ab outstanding. I, you, I will be there on opening night. Do you yep. know, do you already have are you already have a venue already for this? I, I have a venue. We're talking to them right now. Okay, yeah. so you, but you can't give it away yet. Not yet. Not okay. yet. You're okay. Like and, of everything so what that's fantastic and so fans out there know that we actually will be in vegas 
on New Year's Eve, doing a remote from Mandalay Bay, uh, live with David Lee Roth from Van Halen. And so we're, my favorite band of all time is Van Halen. So this whole room here is a, uh, in my studio here is a shrine, of uh, course. And I want to remind people that our special called Diver Down, The Life and Legacy of Eddie Van Halen airs next Thursday. And I hope you guys will join us. We have a lots and lots of special guests that I'm not going to give away. You'll have to tune in. But uh, some of your old favorite guitar players will be joining your boy Roy here on the show to talk about uh, all things uh, Van Halen. Uh, today in Pasadena, actually, they unveiled a plaque next to the Civic Center Auditorium where uh, Van Halen began. So I hope you guys will join us for that. Um, okay, uh, so there's that. Um, now, will you or what is the possibility... Last question for now. What is the possibility of you being involved with WOW behind the, the scenes or on camera? You know what? Uh, I, I'm not going to go, hey, Dave, let me in. <laughs> you know, that that's just not how I work. I, I kind of think uh, because in the play, we do have a David McClain character. Right. So, you have to have one, right. And it was Justin Root who played. He came out with a chainsaw and we invited David McLean to come. And he was, I guess he was busy doing his wow show. Um, I wouldn't say no. And depending on, I, I think it would be great if a lot of the glow girls could make, you know, an appearance. Um, but I'm not going to go, hey, just like with the glow Netflix, hey, let me in, let me in. It's just, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Yeah. You know, working on my thing and uh, also hitting up networks for a possible TV show in regards to the OG glow girl. So um, yes. I'm working. Yeah. I'm working on other things too. So, but I will definitely go to the wow shows and represent and be a fan and, and root them on because I'm very excited about this. So, and I'll get a picture with AJ Lee. How's that? Well, <laughs> I'm hoping to be in those seats next to you, cheering those people on. Okay, and I want to have to do that and then go to beeps. <laughs> that was the next thing too, is I want you to know that that night that we were at beeps, yeah. you gave me one of the most fun nights of my entire adult life. Uh, it is so special to me. Uh, coincidentally, when I mentioned about the documentary I'm making one, the main character of uh, main character, say the main uh, person feature lives not far from there. So I've actually, he lives by the, he lives Balboa Lake, uh, by the Van Nuys airport right there. Yeah. And so I, I, I think you, I think you know this. I think that I text you, like I was, I didn't know I was near it and I drove by it and I was like, holy shit. And I like text you. I was like, I'm by, uh, uh, beeps. So I have driven by there a couple more times since then while making this documentary and every single time I, I almost, I get emotional. I think about you. I want you to know that I love you and I miss oh, you. I love you And I have been looking so forward to today. This is only the beginning. You and I, I want us to be ringside next to each other. Absolutely. this new thing on. And if we get a picture, if you get the picture with AJ Lee, I want us both to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're both fans, you That's know. Right. So That's right. That's and, a must. Go ahead. I know. I said that's a must. That's you a must. To. 
And maybe, just maybe, it won't be, uh, if, if you were involved, won't come from David McLean. Maybe it'll be that A.J. Lee will say to him, or she's the one calling the shot that says, hey, you know what we need? We need a couple of OG glow girls out here. Uh, and then maybe uh, if she's unaware of your fandom, maybe now after this airs, maybe she'll she'll see it and she'll know all about it. And then and then she'll have a there'll be a sign up that says, hey, if you see these two people, Roxy Astor and Roy Turner, call security immediately. <laughs> they're gonna, super they're we're super safe, fans. We, right. We're safe people. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. We're, <laughs> we're pass each other get over there <laughs> that's right that's right hey, I I wanna, wanna, about though, Matilda the Hun. uh i just visited matilda the hun yesterday oh good i want to give an update about queenie please please say that yeah, Matilda the hun queenie and i just saw her yesterday i've uh been visiting her uh for about three years in in a in a home uh okay. like a so she's doing okay and um because a lot of the fans want to know where is she what's going on and I tell her everything that's going on with Wow and Dave McClain because really they were close and stuff. So I let her know about Wow, and she was like, "Again, like so. <laughs> <laughs> they they want to talk about Glow." The same thing with the Glow Netflix too. It's like really because people cannot believe, especially her, because she was there from the beginning. Right. That Glow thing is never going to go away. And by the time I'm done with it with the Afterglow, we're going to be right up there. And I'm telling Absolutely. you, for the fans, it is, I'm doing this only for the fans. And Matilda, I told her, I said, I will never give up Afterglow and doing what I do if you don't give up what you're supposed to be doing, like getting better. So That's that was right. our with each other. So I can't break that deal. Well, bless you, Roxy, so much. And what a great friend you are to her. And, and you've always have been the champion, the, the flag carer. Uh, into battle to to extend the magic of this amazing brand and and there's there's just nothing like it I, I I never like it when I hear people say things like oh there'll never be this again well there well there should be there should be yeah. something that's inspired by it but this thing is so its own thing I'll, I'll, I'll I gotta share this with you very quickly so my my wife grew up uh and she's a classical you know musician and so her, most of her childhood and adolescence was spent uh practicing you could probably you might actually hear violin right now because she's actually giving lessons right below us right right now if you listen closely enough you can hear it um so what i'm getting at is that there's a lot of pop culture references uh yeah. she's also from the philippines and things that, that, that she doesn't never was exposed to and didn't quite get so it's so neat for me to be able to take an adult an intelligent, educated adult and say, check this out. And so, cause I was telling her all about glow. I talk about it all the time and you and stuff. And then when the, when the Netflix thing happened, I was like, okay. I was like, you see that girl right there? I was like, that's based on my friend Roxy. Check this out. So I set her down and showed her a couple of your matches and showed her the platform for yeah. which the matches existed in. And she's just like, this is the craziest shit I've ever, I, like there, there is nothing like this. So you got the coolest wife in the world. That's all I know. Oh, oh she's awesome. She's awesome. I, I you know, and that's, and that was what's kind of unfortunate when, when you and I actually first met, 
you know, I was going through this awful breakup with this person that was wrong for me. And I was probably not the most fun person to be around. And you put up, up with me anyway. And I'm grateful to you for that. And um, oh, we had fun. I didn't even notice. We just let that go and had fun. That's right. That's right. And it, but, but again, every time that picture of you and I in the parking lot of blips comes up on my Facebook memory, I like I, I, I tell you, it means the world to me. Um, yeah. Roxy, I love you so much. I'm so glad that we were able to, to, to catch glad up today. And this is only the beginning. Like I said, I'm 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 coming. I'll be I'll be coming to California. I'm coming to Vegas for New Year's Eve. You and I are going to be sitting ringside with all of our signs and that gym in the back there, hanging on that wall. Uh, whatever I need to make that happen to have that on this wall, you just let me know. Uh, I will make that happen. How's that? That's a thing. I will make that happen. <laughs> and and I trust you inexplicably because you've never given me or anybody any reason to think otherwise. Yeah, you need that background. You I do. I, yes. I definitely need it. I hope everybody is enjoying the brand new show. Again, it's called This Is Wrestling. It's first the first week is exclusively on iHeartRadio. And you can check it out on the iHeartRadio app and also on your desktop. Make sure if you are on, if you're driving around in your phone, I mean, driving around in your car and turn your phone on, uh, it will come up right there on your car speaker there. Most cars are now built with the iHeartRadio app and you can drive around and hear this great chat with me and Roxy. Lots and lots of great episodes. The ones that we just talked about, Roxy and I did this great thing live from the Cauliflower alley in las vegas about six years ago uh and have had a couple updates since so lots of history with roxy and the gorgeous ladies of wrestling uh again i think i hope everybody out there is enjoying it check out what roxy's up to uh this show will air if i believe it will air um today today is the wow is is coming and uh i can't wait to see what they are up to and I, and I love that, that uh, Roxy is still carrying that 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 banner uh, for the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Darling, we will talk very, very, very soon. And we All right. Plans. Thank you for having me. We're of connected. Course. And congratulations on your beautiful kids, everything, and your, your career. Thank very you, darling. Mama, very proud. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Thank you, darling. If, if anything else, I can say that I, I got a lot of a lot of inspiration and motivation and got a lot of support from you. And I'm grateful to you for that. Oh, thank you. I'm glad it's working out. Darling. So we'll have a date at the wow show. Absolutely. Next time we do this, it will be in person. All right. We'll do it. Cheers, Thanks. babe. I'll talk to Bye. you soon. Bye-bye. Sorry. I got to learn how to leave. <laughs> Ring the bell. That does it for us this week. We hope you had a slamming good time and be sure to join us next week for more in-ring action. This has been a presentation of Tricky Kid Media Originals, distributed by iHeartRadio, created and directed by Roy Turner, edited and mastered by Marcus Miller, theme music by The Buckpets, original score by Jocelyn Hunt, artwork by Antora Sandy, marketing and PR by Francesca Miles, Tricky Kid Radio is hosted by Roy Turner with introductions by me, Dana French. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next week.